Hey, welcome to the Church Home Podcast with Judah Smith. Uh, That's me, Judah. I am so excited to share this message about Jesus and his love for you. I really hope it's a personal encouragement to you. Hey, let us know if we can serve you at churchhome.org. Join us on Pastor Chat uh, on the app. We want to make sure that you are cared for and loved. Without any further delay, let's jump in. Here's the message. More than anything today, church, I want to say thank you to you. Uh, Every single person watching um, this right now, I want to say thank you. Thank you for uh, even considering the ways of Jesus and receiving the love of Jesus. I, I must admit, I think Jesus is the most compelling, important, outrageous, and outstanding person in the universe known and the universe is unknown. Uh, he is the prize. He is the point. He is the focal point. And he's changed my life. And uh, that impetus, that passion, that zeal, that desire to retell and rehearse and revisit on a regular basis the story of Jesus is, is quite literally why we exist. And uh, I don't know, I think if you were a preacher, pastor like me, I have been doing this for uh, at least 25 years, which is kind of wild. Uh, I think uh, 1992, I was 13. By 1999, I was married uh, to the love of my life. We're coming up on 23 years. Uh, but just before I was married, a few years before that, started preaching and started sharing the message of Jesus from a transformed space in my own life. Um, And uh, man, this community has changed me. The uniqueness that I, and the vista that I kind of sit from today is, uh, it's nostalgic to say the very least. Um, This church has has raised me. Uh, This church has uh, been in many ways all I've ever known in terms of community. And uh, I am am deeply overwhelmed uh, with gratitude uh, reflection, significance, meaning, purpose. Um, and it's all anchored to the most important thing on earth other than the creator himself. And that's human beings and that's people and that's you. And so again, I know I'm repeating myself, but uh, thank you. I, I literally can't thank you enough. Uh, what we have here is precious and what we have here is wonderful. And I am happy to announce that though this is our 30th anniversary, it is not our last. And we will continue to serve one another and love one another and care for one another. I'm also happy to announce that in no uncertain terms do we have a premise for entry or acceptance or love in this community. Uh, Not at all. Uh, All are welcome. Uh, Whether you have accepted the orthodoxy of Jesus and the theology of Jesus, uh, no matter what you believe, or who you are, uh, you are welcome here. And uh, I'll probably touch on that a little bit in this, uh, once again, a presentation of the goodness of God and, and the love of Jesus. I, I want to uh, pick up on a concept uh, that I think is, well, it's paramount. I think it is transcendent really in nature. Oftentimes in settings like these, preachers just like me talk about you and I seeking God. You and I pursuing God. Now, if you've been around Christianity and you're aware of Christendom and the history of Christianity, you'll, you'll notice that, that oftentimes there are eras 
uh, and stages and segments of Christian history where there is an emphasis of pursuing God and seeking God and praying and worshiping. And, and I want you to know that those are beautiful, but I do not believe that is the overwhelming emphasis and evidence of scripture. In fact, I'd like to suggest on this 30th anniversary that the overwhelming evidence and the absolute emphasis of scripture is in fact not you or me pursuing the divine, pursuing God, but that in fact God, the divine, pursues us. He seeks us and he never stops our whole life and into eternity. He is a pursuer. He is a father. He is a brother and he is spirit. And I want to talk about that just for a few moments and reflecting on that video that frankly I just saw. Okay, so full disclosure, I have just watched that video for the first time. In fact, the end graphics were not even completed uh, as I watched it today. So you and I are sharing kind of a moment. You watched the video for the first time. I just watched the video for the first time. And I got to tell you, um, that video is what it is because God in his own providence and sovereignty decided to build a community called City Church and now Church Home. God decided to put human lives together and foster connection and intimacy and empathy and care and love one for another. We are the direct result of God's pursuit, God's initiative, God seeking you and me out. Isn't that amazing? From wherever you're sitting right now, I want you to rest well. I want you to take the next 15 minutes or so that I'll take, and I want you to sink deeply into the rest that only Jesus provides. The confidence knowing that he is right where you are in the world watching this, that he in fact is in uh, your living room, he's in your bedroom, he's in that coffee shop, he's in that car, hopefully you're not driving while watching this. He's in that park with you. He's on that walk with you. Maybe you're not watching, but you're listening by audio. He is with you on that walk. He actually promises humanity that he will never leave nor forsake us. I reckon that the reason there is even things like gravity, which are essential to our livelihood, these fragile frames called human beings. Can you imagine? We're not even entirely sure how our heart beats, our organs work, and our blood is pumped through our body, let alone understand the depths of the ocean or the far-reaching nature of space. We are finite. We are fragile. And yet, the ocean maker and the star breather is as close to us as our next breath. Now, if this sounds reflective, if this sounds existential, it's because I can't help it. We're 30 years old today, and there is so much to consider in the dimensions of God's beauty and majesty and supply and sustenance to this point. It's extraordinary. And it's beyond even that which I can fully kind of sink into and comprehend. But how does it pertain and relate to you listening, watching, walking, sitting, relaxing on your couch? Maybe you're there with your family and a couple of neighbors and 
maybe a few extra dogs these days. The Smith family is a big dog family and my little Louie has changed my life, I must admit. Speaking of Louie, uh, last Halloween, um, we lost our little dog. I'm sure you've, I think I've shared the story before, but the search that ensued for that little, um, what breed is he again? He is a multi-poo teacup. So he's bred to be little, apparently. I don't know if that's acceptable in culture. Forgive me for my ignorance on what's okay with dogs. But uh, as we received this dog and discovered this dog and found this dog, um, he's tiny. He's a puppy forever. He's an eternal puppy. And so naturally, he's so little, he's easily lost. And last Halloween, we, we lost him. And uh, man... Was I frantic? I mean, I'm running through the neighborhood and I'm asking everybody. And would you know it, we we found him at an intersection. Apparently, he had been running in circles through a busy intersection in the streets. And uh, I came up on the intersection asking people if they had seen uh, a little multi-poo. With, he's all black and little multi-poo. And, Someone said, well, actually, there's a lady who's got your dog and she's not happy. I found that lady and she gave me an earful as she should. Your dog doesn't have a tag. Your dog doesn't have a number to call. Are you sure you're the owner? I showed her photos of my dog on my phone and she identified that, in fact, it was the puppy and finally gave him back. And I walked back to my home from that intersection with my puppy in my arms, telling him how much I love him. And I don't even think he speaks English but the search was on. And of course, as soon as I got back to the house, I called all the family and friends that were looking and said, I got him, I got him, I got him. And we all reunited back at the house and took turns holding little Louie, telling him how much we love him. And of course, speaking English, a language he does not speak from what I understand, telling him not to run away again. Isn't it interesting? We can be so fully convinced that you know, if you lost your dog, you would form a search party to find him. And yet oftentimes we're hard pressed to believe and accept and realize that there is a God who searches and seeks for us tirelessly, relentlessly, and unconditionally, and frankly, eternally. He won't stop. He won't stop. Like I said a few moments ago, it is interesting to me, and I am not saying by any means that there is not time and place to talk about you opening yourself up to God and seeking him, as it were, spending time reading his book, spending time using your words towards him in what we call prayer. But again, I want to remind you on this 30th anniversary that we exist as a community because God formed a search party for us. And he doesn't stop. In fact, the scripture reiterates this concept that God never leaves. He never forsakes. There are different belief systems over the annuals, annals of time. And people have adopted and adopted to concepts like there is probably a God, but he is not at all involved based on the chaos and the pain and the loss that we see all around us. And yet simultaneously with all the loss and the pain and the wars and the pestilence, and the, and the diseases, we fail to also simultaneously see the beauty, the sufficiency, the sustainability, the surplus, the supply that has to come from the divine. 
the oxygen that comes in and out of my lungs right now without even thinking about it. My eyeballs that work, my, my ears, my fingertips, my lips, my hips, it's, it's wild, isn't it? Each and every one of us are a walking, talking, living, functioning phenomenon, miracle. Why? Because whether or not you believe in God, I know here it comes, prepare yourself for the cliche, God believes in you and he's been pursuing you and he's been seeking you. I wanna show you three ways that God is seeking you, that God is after you. And he's not after you to harm you, just like me and my little puppy. Sure, I was upset that he was gone, but it wasn't so much that I was upset at the puppy. In a lot of ways, I conclude that the puppy doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He doesn't even know the nature of the danger that is in. He didn't know he was in an intersection. He doesn't understand that asphalt and lines and stoplights insinuate that there are big, large machinery that could run him over and kill him in a New York second. He doesn't know that. He's a dog. And the Bible says that God remembers that we are dust. He remembers that we don't understand how how fragile and finite we really are. And much like my little dog, Louie, I mean no offense to you and your brilliance. We are completely oftentimes unaware of the danger all around us. But God, like a father, searches and seeks and finds us. Three ways. Three ways God seeks you. And frankly, the three ways God continues to seek and pursue this community, this church, and all the wonderful people that make up who she is. Number one, God is a father that seeks after his children. Number two, God is a brother that stands in our place and takes our shame and judgment. And lastly, he is a spirit that stays with us closer than our next breath. God is in hot pursuit of you and me right now. I'm convinced that it's because of this pursuit, it's because of this seeking, it's because of this passion that this divine eternal being has for us finite, fragile humans that we actually persist in our existence, that we are even here because God is seeking us. In Genesis chapter three and verse eight, the first question God ever asked man was where are you? Do you see it? He's a father seeking his kids. This is how God reveals himself. In the beginning of time, in the beginning of what we know linear time and space is, there is a divine being who is the originator, the creator and the designer, and he sets the rules and then he asks man, where are you? One of the first exchanges that the divine ever has with the human being is a question, where are you? Which is, I am looking for you and I am searching for you, which is interesting because God knew where man was, but man didn't know where man was. So God asked, where are you? But please see the nature of the arrangement. The nature of the arrangement is that the divine must seek the finite. The divine must seek the human being and he, and he does. God wants to know where you are today. In fact, he knows and he's after you. Not to harm you or to hurt you, the scripture says, but to bless you, save you, protect you, and keep you. In the same way, the Father God in Genesis in 3 and verse 8 had good plans for Adam and Eve. 
So he has good plans for you. He's not just a father that seeks, he's also a brother that stands in. 2 Corinthians 5 and the last verse of that chapter, verse 21 says, he who knew no sin became sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is the whole good news. The entirety of the good news is became and become. God who has no sin, God who is perfect through and through the eternal one took the punishment and shame for our sins so that we could take his place. And there was in fact an exchange. I want you to imagine someone taking your life sentence for you. I want you to imagine someone taking uh, your capital punishment for you saying, no, I'll take that. Let them go free and live. That's the good news. It's available to all who simply accept it, not deserve it, earn it, warn it, live like it, or have or vote right or noble or awesome or smell right, look right, talk right, act right, or where they're from or who their parents are. No, anyone, anyone, anyone. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, our church is built on a whosoever. It is for whosoever. The good news is for whosoever. The forgiveness is for whosoever. The love is for whosoever, right? It's all for you and for me. And whosoever comes and desires and wants, this wonderful God has revealed himself. It's interesting. We talk so often about pursuing God, and yet the incarnation, which is God becoming man, is the great testament to God's pursuit of humanity first and foremost, and primarily in the actual arc and narrative of the human story. He is in pursuit of you. He's so in pursuit of you, the Message Bible says, God put on skin and bone and moved into your neighborhood. He's after you. And lastly, the Great Commission in what is the last chapter of Matthew's Gospel, I believe it's Matthew in verse 28, Jesus makes this promise and he says this, lo, I will be with you even to the end of the age. And oftentimes we wonder, well, how will he be with us? And I got good news. It's his spirit form that is with us. That's why your Sunday school teacher, for those that were in Sunday school, said Jesus is going to move into your heart. This isn't, honey, I shrunk the kids. And if you don't know that reference, it's because you're not in your 40s, but that's fine. It's not that Jesus shrinks himself down and moves into our heart and grabs some popcorn and a couch and a TV remote. No, it's that his spirit form is upon us and within us, and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. God is in pursuit of you. God is upon you and around you. And it is how your body and your brain continues to work. It is his mercy. It is his grace. It is his goodness. And the scripture says he is long suffering. And I end with this on our 30th anniversary. And I've never really seen this before. But 2 Corinthians in chapter 6, right after 2 Corinthians 5.21, which is probably my life verse, he who knew no sin became sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It goes on and Paul, the writer to the church, the second letter to the church in Corinth, he says, listen, he says, don't receive the grace of God in vain. And then he says, we put no obstacle in the way for humanity to approve our ministry, which is to say here at church home, there are no prerequisites, there are no requirements, and there are no obstacles for humanity receiving the unconditional eternal love of God that God is so passionate about giving that he reveals himself as a father, a brother, 
in a spirit. A father who seeks his kids, a brother who stands in and takes the shame and judgment, and a spirit who is upon and around and with you wherever you go. The evidence is overwhelming, isn't it, church? God is good and he loves you. Let us now, going forward, as we look into the next 30 years, let us not put any obstacle. There are no requirements for this love and this acceptance and this forgiveness and this connection and relationship with God. For he is father, he is brother, and he is spirit. And he is in pursuit of every single human being on the planet. And there shall be no obstacles here at church home. These 30 years have been a testimony of the grand pursuit and grace of God on earth towards humanity, and may that story continue. So here's to 30 more years, 30 more years of no obstacles. Whoever will come, whoever is willing to accept this wonderful, gregarious, gracious, kind, passionate, and pursuing God. He's yours. The prize of all nations, the treasure of the whole earth. He is yours to be your friend, to be your comforter. And I realize that we are living in unprecedented days. They are telling us, whoever they are, that loneliness is at an all-time high. Boy, do I have good news today. Are you lonely? Are you isolated? Are you fearful? Are you worried? Are you tired? There is a father, there is a brother, and there is a spirit, and he is God. And he is as close to you as the unconscious breath you just took. He's right there. And you can just open up your heart, your mind. You can open up your mouth and start to talk to him. He's available to you and he made you primarily, not for your career or for your online bio, he created you for connection. That is our passion. This is our message and this is our vision. A church big enough for the world, a church that can continue to grow into the millions and millions of people who feel seen and loved and heard by a father, a brother and a spirit who's revealed himself as a grand, wonderful God. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to know you. There is not enough words in in the language that I am familiar with to thank you. You're wonderful and you are beautiful. If you're watching this broadcast, you're watching this episode, and you would like to receive the free, the absolutely categorical free forgiveness and love of God, you can do that right where you are, wherever you are, listening, watching, walking, sitting, resting, sleeping, napping, wherever you are, you can receive this free gift of forgiveness. How? You could do something like say, I receive it and it's done. It's that simple. I love you church. And that is an understatement. And I'm so excited about all the years yet ahead. Hey, church home, happy 30th anniversary.